Welcome to the Ugly Radio. Tonight's episode, Say Hello to the Void. Bottom of the Eighth. Written by Andrew Shanks. Read by Liam White. Aging pro baseball player Greg Nicheski arrived at the stadium to find that his normal position, the right field, had been replaced by an ever so slightly increasing, utterly bottomless hole in the earth. Management of the baseball team refused or ignored to address the issue before the start of the game, and Greg, being the professional he was, shared right field with the sinkhole. He didn't actually seem to mind. Sure, his stats would take a dive for the day, but his averages were trending downward for seasons now. His knees were a nagging, weighted reminder that he was not who he once was. Ever the professional, Greg played his part as best he could, knowing sooner rather than later he would be a footnote in the team's history, a feeling made more apparent with the sinkhole to his left. He had seen maybe four pop flies come his way all game. The sinkhole fielded them all. It wasn't until he took the field at the bottom of the eighth inning that Greg was immediately struck by the appearance of a woman standing at the edge of the bottomless crater. Security seemed nonplussed. The crowd's attention barely a register. She looked particularly sad as she eyed the cavernous void. Her eyes were woeful, determined, as she balanced on the tips of feet, letting gravity do the rest, mere seconds away from throwing herself in. Greg, being the professional he was, dropped his glove and approached the woman. He said that no pain in this world was worth leaping into this massive unknown chasm. He praised the ballpark's concession stand and said that the first round was on him if she just took a step back. He said, it's going to be okay, knowing it was a lie. And the woman knew too. Experts would spend years analyzing her lips, scrutinizing the syllables she spoke, and marking the shape of her mouth, all to hearsay conclusions. But the fans in the stands that day, the ones that cared to notice, attest that they could see a smile materialize on both the baseball player and woman's face. They held each other close and leapt into the void together. They seemed happy doing it, too. The team would end up losing the game, three to seven. The sinkhole would be named most valuable player. Ladies and gentlemen, 
the President of the United States. Abyss. Written by Colleen Conway Blanchard. Read by Mandy Rose Nichols. We all have our secrets, our mysteries. No one is innocent. Not in this dirty world. And what good is innocence anyway? We walk through life with nothing but our lies to protect us. Show someone your soul, what's left of it and they'll swallow you whole. When I met Glinda, that's what I told her. Glinda, you're rotten and I'm rotten and we might as well sit in the dark together and wait for the end. And she nodded and let her cigarette ash right on my silver silk shirt. Burned a hole right through. Just like Glinda, she burned a hole right through. I met Glinda in a pet store. She was stuffing an iguana into her bra. Glinda's got sticky fingers, and she likes reptiles. They remind her of her family. We understood each other from the start. Two cold planets crashing into each other in an empty universe. Our lovemaking was desperate, but distant. Glinda never took off her shoes. Sometimes she'd smoke her palm malls through the whole thing. Sometimes she was like an animal. All claws and teeth. And then, one day, she was gone. No phone call, no note under my apartment door. Just a vacancy. I must have let her crawl through my tough hide because I cared. Usually, when a love affair sours, I drink a bottle of bourbon and wake up in someone else's arms, and the problem's solved. And another problem is beginning. But Glinda. Glinda was gone, and something felt wrong about that. I made a few phone calls, but nobody had seen Glinda in three days. Not even her favorite bartender, Merle, or the girl across the hall that was always trying to get Glinda to bang her in the laundry room. I went by her place, broke in through the side window. I have a lot of unsavory skills. Her apartment had been wrecked. Her clothes thrown across the hallway, her liquor cabinet smashed, her mirrored table shattered, and her iguana was dead a hooked, black, bloodied talon through its heart. Someone had been angry and thorough and unusual. I sat down heavily on her one unbroken chair. That's when I heard the scraping. It was coming from her kitchen sink. I opened the door, and there she was, and wasn't. It was Glinda, but she was scaled and furred, and her mouth had great walrusy tusks. Her breasts were the same, but she had an extra six, and her forehead had become one enormous lidded eye. Hiya, she said. Her voice was the same, 
husky and soft. She lit a palm all and smoked it through her tusks. I said nothing. I wasn't expecting it to happen like this. She made a gesture encompassing her face, her eight swinging breasts. I don't guess you would, I managed. It's a big solar system, you know. She lit another palm all, and everybody is unhappy everywhere. I don't know why I came, but why not? It was a ticket out. I was sent here to find a person and mate. Our planet is dying just like yours. Oh. Okay. I took a drag from her cigarette. I meant to seduce you, show you things a little at a time, but the skin wouldn't hold. She shrugged. Why'd you kill the iguana? I asked. She looked sad. Her giant eye blinked away a tear. He betrayed me. We're not the only ones here impregnating Earth people. The Venetians have been here longer and, well, never trust a reptile. So, an outer space person trashed your apartment? I ventured. Yeah. She poured herself a whiskey. And you're an outer space person? Yeah. She poured me a whiskey and we drank for a long minute. And you want to impregnate me and take over our planet? I don't know, maybe. She looked tired. Her tusks were drooping. I don't really care about all that shit, you know? I just want to get laid and have a little fun before all the stars blink out. It's the same everywhere, I said. She looked strangely beautiful, curled up against the kitchen wall. Her hooved feet crossed, her furry stomach soft, and her eight breasts shadowed in the early morning light. How would we... I wondered. Mate, she smirked. You know, however you like, but if you want to carry my egg sacs, I have to stick my pseudopod down your throat. I blinked a few times. Um, it's really fun, actually, but I understand if it's not your thing. Can I touch your tail? I asked. She held out her blue, scaled tail and kissed me with cool lips, her forked tongue winding around mine. I felt dizzy with desire. Glinda took off my clothes and pressed me into her tiled floor. I want to see your pseudopod, I whispered. She smiled and her ivory tusks gleamed. I watched breathless as her furred stomach split and the gleaming clear tube snaked up my torso. It was hot and moist and fast. I quivered under Glinda's oily touch. I felt suspended. I felt everything. I was everything, and then I felt nothing. I woke up on Glinda's floor alone. She was gone. There was a note in her loopy handwriting. Hey, I had to go. You know how it is. Had some laughs, though. Don't worry about the egg sacs. In a couple of weeks, a thousand little black spider beetles will crawl out of your mouth. That's them. So if you start feeling weird, find some place private to hang out for a few days. You don't have to do anything. They're tough little fuckers. They eat anything and you can't kill them. They'll find some human hosts, take over the planet, blah blah blah. They'll be fine. I'm going to travel for a while, see some sights before the universe implodes. 
Remember what Nietzsche says, when you look into the abyss, the abyss also looks into you. And she signed it with a smiley face. Every night I dream of her eight enormous breasts, her cool forked tongue. I like to think Glinda's keeping an eye on me from her abyss into mine. And meanwhile, I'm filled with a thousand world-ending vicious offspring. Love is like that, I guess.
The Ugly Radio is a production of Ugly Radio Presents. This episode was produced by Andrew Shanks. Tonight's pieces were Bottom of the Eighth, written by Andrew Shanks and performed by Liam White. The Abyss, written by Kelleen Conway Blanchard and performed by Mandy Rose Nichols. UWU and Drifting Away, performed by Comb. Comb can be found on iTunes Music, Spotify, and other digital music sites. Title song provided by DJ Yuri. Comment, send questions and requests to theuglyradio at gmail.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The Ugly Radio. If you liked what you heard, please feel free to contribute to our Patreon at patreon.com slash theuglyradio. Thank you for listening. Take care of yourselves out there. And we'll be seeing you in the void. <laughs>